0: What's it going to be today? Skyline three-way or cheese conies? Hmm, that's a tough one. I know. Give me a Skyline three-way and cheese conies. Problem solved. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. There's a reason Bowling Green State University is ranked number one in Ohio for student experience. Our in-demand degrees and life design program prepares students for their first career and their next. With an unparalleled support system at a national research university, bgsu offers an unrivaled experience all on a vibrant campus in one of america's best college towns it's also why bowling green state university is the number one school in the midwest that students would choose again for the fourth year in a row welcome into a new edition of the going deep podcast We're here to break down a little bit from the game last weekend, or last Thursday against the Patriots. We haven't spoken since then. We'll spend a little bit of time on that at the end of the show, but we're going to focus on the Jets, maybe the Dolphins here toward the end of the show, as well as maybe some updates around Odell Beckham Jr. and other league news. We'll be right back at you right here on the Going Deep Podcast. Josh Allen looking deep, going deep. To me, talking about the Bills. What else would you rather be doing?
1: We're hoping to add a, a new dimension to the Cover One Network. A deep down field, and it's five,
0: five, five, right now, I just want to talk about this championship. Well, I've never had a championship caliber team to talk about.
1: I want to focus some more on the storylines each week. What are the big stories going on with the Bills? What are uh, thoughts, commentary? How do these things impact Buffalo? Deep drop throw and it is called in for the touchdown Allen deep to the end zone and caught for a touchdown for action. Allen. Deep down
0: field, wide open. Whew, Mike what a great Thursday here thank you everybody for tuning in to the going deep podcast here on the cover one podcast network as always, I'm your host, Kevin Masseri, here with Mike Bunt to break down a lot to do with the Jets game today. We want to talk this great rematch. Will the Bills have it in them to get over the top and finally put the Jets to bed and maybe whew, end their season? We're hoping to have Ty Rauk on here from Let's Talk Jets. He was unable to make it today, so it's just going to be us uh, talking Jets in this preview show, as well as talk a little bit about what we like from the Patriots game. Can't go a whole show without bringing up the Dolphins here at the end, Mike, as well as, you know, it's it's the Going Deep podcast, so that means Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have to come up here at some point. But we're going to start at the top with what's on fold, a Sunday, a one o'clock game that by all accounts was supposed to be flexed, um, but reporter Connor Rogers out of New York said that the Bills Jets were the preferred flex, and then uh, they actually, CBS, protected it and went to the Dolphins Chargers. Uh, but Mike, first and foremost, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. It's nice to have a show where the bills are the top team in the AFC currently uh, a lot better than sitting in that top wild card spot. Like the bills have been the last couple weeks. Uh, we've been doing this uh, Kansas city. Thank you for losing to Cincinnati. I got <laughs> to thank you Cynthia for defeating Kansas city. And then thank you, Sam Fran for taking care of business uh, against Miami. Now everything is front of the bills. Uh, they control their own destiny. It's not going to be easy, but, uh, if you would have told me after 12 games, nine and three, first place in the
0: AFC, I would have taken it. So, yeah, let's, I uh, guess you got into it. Let's real quickly recap. Like you mentioned, the, the Bengals did end up getting it done there at the end of the game against the Chiefs. Uh, we also had a 49ers go ahead and with their third string quarterback, Brock Purdy, were able to knock off the Dolphins to a look horrible. Warner was able to take away the middle of the field to had some poor, a poor performance all game around looking forward to seeing Milano and Edmonds on the field this time against the dolphins defense or offense uh, next week. But that all that being said, the bills are in first place. Now they are tied with the chiefs at top of the AFC. And obviously the bills have the tiebreaker to, to be in the one spot right now. I think we should save some time at the end as well, before we talk about the dolphins to kind of think what going forward and, and how we could see this one seed playing out, but, we got to get there first, Mike. We got to get there. We're still five weeks away. There's still plenty of time. You want to talk seeding? I had a tweet up just yesterday, two days ago, um, that the Bills actually lose the tiebreaker to the Miami Dolphins in all tiebreaker situations. So you do need to finish ahead of them in the standings. Uh, that's the number one thing to be aware of. You can't assume that you can be tied with them. You can't, um, you know, lose a couple of games here, even if you beat the Dolphins. You need to make sure you're one game above the Dolphins going forward. But yeah. to get there. They have to take care of the Jets, Mike.
1: Yeah, got to take it one week at a time. Jets are not going to be an easy opponent. As we, we know from earlier this season, uh, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. The spread says that the Bills should win this game comfortably, but the, the lines from Vegas also said that the Bills should have defeated uh, Minnesota comfortably mm-hmm. and the Jets the first time around. So I'm not going to take uh, anything for granted at this point. Um, Mike White, a little bit better than having Zach Wilson uh, in there for New York. So that is an upgrade for them. So um, Bills are going to have to come prepared. And and I think they will this this Sunday.
0: Yeah. And, whew, is, and prepared they will be in a game that, I don't know, I think they got bit last time they played. and They went down to MetLife. Um, I mean, I guess struggled in stretches offensively at times. I don't think Zach Wilson was the reason that team was, that was able the to win that Josh game. Allen.
1: That was yeah. the last time Josh Allen was – Completely yeah. healthy before. Um, I assume he's probably pretty close to uh, full. Well, 10 days. I'm not gonna. I'm. Who knows where he's really at? But it sounds like he's he's close to being where he needs to be. But yeah. that Jets defense gave the Bills tons of trouble the last time these two teams played, and they've been doing that all year. So uh, it, it seems like even when New York has been below average in recent years, they've always found a way to keep these games. Uh, closer than what you would expect going in so uh, it, it's a matchup that it is going to present some difficulties on Sunday
0: yeah and they have a few injuries themselves they're still missing uh, Makai in. they're still without obviously Breeze Hall we talked about last time with with um with Ty they're still without uh, Elijah Vera Tucker who's still uh Uh, injured as well. Michael Carter, their nickelback, a cornerback is hurt. Ashton Davis, one of their good, strong safeties is hurt. So it's a little bit banged up of a Jets team. One that, I mean, the bills went ahead and ended the Mike white experiment last year, which was fun. Uh, He got a little bit banged up right before the bills game and then went in uh, and then had a poor performance against Buffalo uh, ending that one pretty, uh, pretty much pretty handedly that to end that experiment. So I don't think that the bills are very concerned with the Jets offense. Um, now, we saw a little bit from Bam Knight. Uh, he, he was running really well. He's a practice squad uh, running back who's taken over for Michael Carter, obviously Brees Hall, um, did jump James Robinson and Ty Johnson on the depth charts uh, as well for them. So a guy that gave a little bit of a boost as a college free agent there. Um, as as a, But we saw – Braxton Berrios drop a slant route in the end zone to lose the game against the Vikings um, in a game where I don't believe their defense played very well at all uh, played stiffened up a little bit in the fourth quarter toward the end of the game. uh, And then actually Mike White was pretty poor throughout most of the day. And then actually kind of conversely uh, played pretty well in the fourth quarter. So he played well and his defense played well when he was bad and his defense was bad for the majority of the day. So we'll see if they're able to keep that fourth quarter energy going. Um, but it's not something that I totally see. But Mike, what's an interesting note here. And I want to hear you talk about this total defensive DVOA, fifth for the jets, fourth for the bills. So actually after actually it's close.
1: It's that is the crazy part about this is we we keep talking up a lot of these, these defenses that the bills go up against last week, new England, this week, the jets, but the bills defense is right there (laughs) with all of them. And, I, we, we all know how great the Bills' defense is. Statistically, they've, they've shown it the last few years. Out Really outside of um, one of the last five years, they, they've been a top top overall, top-tier defense. But uh, I feel like they're not getting the respect that they, they deserve in certain areas. You look at pro football focus right now, and I, I know these grades are all about uh, the, the people that they have watching each play and uh, grading each individual play pro football focus has the bills with the 15th ranked defense in the NFL. You, you have to wonder what the heck are they watching where you have the bills that low overall. We know that Buffalo struggles sometimes with tackling, but outside of tackling, they, they find a way to stop the run. They have been um, solid in their secondary for the most part. Uh, early in the year yes they've had a couple recent uh, games before New England where they they had a few struggles against number one receivers but when healthy when when Tremaine and Milano uh, are in there this Bills defense is elite so um, I think you're right the the Bills shouldn't be overly concerned about the Jets offense it's more so will the Bills be able to to put up the points that they need to to take care of business against this Jets defense the last time that they played uh, the Jets, was one of, I would say, one of Josh Allen's worst games um, in the last couple seasons. He didn't throw a touchdown, had two interceptions, including the the first one where didn't even see a defender uh, on Knox. Uh, he did rush for 86 yards and two touchdowns, but that was a game that Josh really just could never find it. And the Bills did have a, a double-digit lead um, late in the, the second quarter. So it was one of those where the Jets kind of just started controlling the clock, getting uh, running the ball effectively, and uh, before you know it, that last minute touch, uh, that last minute field goal, just won them the game, and the Bills didn't have an answer.
0: Yeah, no, we'll start there. Any news on Dawkins? Too, to to kind of kick this off, nothing immediately. It did seem like it was shorter term by all accounts. It wasn't a high ankle sprain. Um, 10 days should help. We'll see tomorrow officially where he is. I'm expecting him to be in the lineup. I'm expecting most of the play. I don't think I have anything that says that anyone should be out. I think Sean McDermott said yesterday, everyone's trending in the right directions, uh, signing, um, CJ Brewer as a defensive tackle to the roster with the open spot that could just be for insurance, but that doesn't necessarily bode extremely well for Jordan Phillips and his AC joint trying to dive for Mac Jones. They're, kind of at the end of the game, meaninglessly uh, to close out that game. So we'll see if that's the lone kind of player out. I think the bills could obviously, you know, get through without Jordan Phillips and on a one week basis. So we'll see where all that turns out and the offensive line should come in healthy and the Bills should be healthy across the board. Um, And that, that leads me to, the next point, the Kyrie Elam point, scratched um, by all accounts, a healthy and active. I'm sure this has been talked about on mu- much on pods. So we won't get into like the game scheme too much of it, but more on, on a high level, Mike. It does scream to me like, and then Dane Jackson was sick. It's interesting to the point where Dane Jackson was healthy enough to be active and play like half the series, but was still sick. You had Kyir Elam not on the injury report, but couldn't suit up. It's, I don't think we ever
1: really got much clarity about that as well. Um, there was sources f- from reporters on Twitter saying that it was a benching for Kyrie Elam, that uh, it wasn't injury related or due to anything he was deal- uh, going through. So that, that was, that was interesting. Just the, mm-hmm. the whole situation um was a little bit of a head scratcher, but it, but it worked out. The bills defense obviously uh, did their job outside of uh, one long early touchdown that they allowed. The, the secondary played great. The the Patriots did nothing offensively uh, against the bills. So what, whatever the bills were doing and going into the game with those decisions, it worked out, but um, got to wonder how they, they move forward from this and how they're going to uh, handle um, that secondary, because there are a lot of different ways with the experience they have that they could go.
0: Yeah, appreciate the super chat. Thank you so much, Robert Lee, for chatting in. As always, please smash the like button here as we get to Robert's question. Uh, Frazier and McDermott really do fly under the radar for how this D has performed with as many starters out. Uh, missed time at various points. They deserve kudos. Absolutely. I think I said this earlier on in the season, especially when they beat Kansas City without Trey Wright, without Micah Hyde, without some of their key players in the lineup. The defense just balled and they were still able with Christian Benford. Karen Johnson obviously had the game ceiling interception. They have played very, very well, as Mike said earlier, um, still impressively in fourth in DVOA defensively, although we like to complain. They had a little issue with the run for their first stretch back to the Jets game. They had a little bit of issue with the pass back to the Vikings-Lions game. So there, there's been those stretches of each uh, uh, of faltering. they since corrected the run game mightily, in my opinion. We don't really know where they're at with the, with the DBs uh, because it was Mac Jones. They played really well last week. Um, you know, they get a good test this a, a pretty moderate test this week with Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson.
1: And I do want to talk about this, uh, defense as well. All year. You always talk about who are the most important players on defense. Sometimes it's, uh, the most skilled player. Sometimes it's a certain position. I think we, we started to learn who are the irreplaceable players, uh, on this team. And you start with Jordan Poyer, Poyer, when he is on the field, the Bills are a completely different team than when he's off the field. Uh, obviously, Micah Hyde, equally important, but the Bills' defense can still get by when one of them is off the field. When they're both off the field, this defense has an array of problems they're dealing with. But, and I think you can say the same thing about this linebacking core. A lot of people look at linebacker as the running back of the defense, a position that's easily replaceable, where you can just put uh, some random people in and be okay. That is not the case with Tremaine Edmonds or Matt Milano. They work so well in tandem and have such high skill sets with their ability to clog lanes, uh, uh, be able to uh, play well in pass coverage, and and all the, the unique things that they bring to the table that when either one of them is out, the whole defense feels that much more vulnerable. One guy, I actually am less worried about being out than what I think the national media and what the majority bills fans is actually Von Miller. Von Miller is a future hall of famer. He is one of the best pass rushers in the history of the game. But if you ask me, can the bills get by two or three games without Von Miller? My answer is yes. They have quality players, quality edge rushers. And then you look at the interior line, they have quality interior um, players as well with Ed Oliver what makes Von so great is that in the big moments, he makes plays. He's clutch. He adds that clutch factor where against Kansas City, he got those sacks in moments that ended drives that helped you finish games. in against the Kansas Cities against those unstoppable offenses, that's when I think you need a Von Miller. Yeah, I don't think the Bills need Von Miller against the New York Jets. I could even make an argument I think the Bills could get by – Miami Dolphins without Von Miller and the Chicago Bears without Von Miller. So I I like the point by Roy right here. We need a healthy Von for the playoffs. That's where my head, that's where I'm at. Get him healthy as much as he can. So when you do go up against uh, a team like KCA, if they do have a rematch, he can give you that, that timely sack. But overall on the defense, I think, Poyer being out or Tremaine being out makes a bigger impact on a week to week basis uh, for the bills than Avon, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get the point. I mean, I'd always, I'd always want if cleared my players to play that goes, I mean, even down to Micah Hyde, if this actual, if this is actually realistic with his neck and he gets cleared and the, and the player wants to play, which is part of it, which most, not all, but most players would probably want to play. Um, that checks the boxes for me to not be overly conservative. Now I don't want to rush players on the field after concussions, none of that kind of stuff. But I'm saying that if a player is cleared medically from his facility, from his doctors, the team doctors, and then mentally he's ready to play. um, I want that player to play now back to the Von situation. I'd like Von Miller to play. If he's ready. What was interesting was he was on his live stream saying, I expect to play for the jets game, which does tell me, Mike, the bills made a conservative decision, which I'm fine with. Um, They, you know, Bean said himself, there was no setback, nothing wrong with the seven day imaging, none of that stuff. I'm sure we'll hear more this week as well, or maybe if not this week soon on some of those, those seven to 10 day rest was the original. Like we have to see after seven to 10 days. Uh, so for me, I want to see Vaughn come back and be healthy and be ready for the Bengals. I don't want the thing about the four weeks though. I don't want this three week ramp up. I don't want this game shape. I don't want all, there, there's not time for that. You got the Bengals, you have the Patriots, if you don't get the one seed and you're the two or even the three, it doesn't really matter. You have the dolphins or you have the chargers or even the jets. Really? It could be any of those three sitting in the six or the seven spot. Uh, if not the Ravens. So there's a couple of, I, th- I think the Bengals Raven, I mean, that's going to be an interesting battle too. So there's, it's not great where he would need an extra amount of time to ramp up. So that's to me, like I always err on like, him being ready now 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 the Trey White situation got to a situation where he was sitting out multiple weeks past the four weeks almost he was in taking up a roster spot at that point so there is that like different like they're two different uh sides of the coin but Vaughn I mean, himself my bad Kev. you know go ahead no I was just gonna say Vaughn himself saying he's ready to go is what kind of sparked my interest in like I think he's gonna be as good as he's gonna be the bill said well We'd still like you to rest it and have a lower incident of a problem.
1: Yeah, and Von's always going to be an optimist yeah. with his situation, and and good for him for for wanting to get back out there, help his team as soon as possible. But the Bills also have a responsibility to look out for his long term health. It does seem like it's an injury that he not that he's going to have to just battle through with. Um, with the brace and that he's going to have to obviously get the repair once the off season begins. So it's going to be something where are we going to even – what percentage health are we going to see Vaughn even when he does come back? What type of impact will that be? I think that's all up in the air. It's something that he's dealt with before uh, playing with a brace, but obviously at a an older age right now than in the past. The conservative view by the the Bills with these injuries is something they've been consistent with all season long. It's a reason why the news today coming out about Odell Beckham Jr. really changed my uh, approach with everything. And I, if you're okay with talking a, about it right now, we, we will talk about the, the Jets game, but I, I do want to talk about the the news with Odell Beckham Jr. Everyone thought after the visits to the Giants, the Bills, the Cowboys, that we could get a decision today. It doesn't appear like that's going to be the case. And what I find so interesting is the 180 that we have seen from the Dallas Cowboys in the last 24 hours for the Here. for the first three months of the season, first two months of the season, it was all Vaughn trying to recruit OBJ, telling Bills fans, well, he's gonna be ready for December and he can he can help out the Bills. And I was all on board with that. I, I was a hundred percent on board. I thought, okay, he'll sign a, a cheap contract, uh try to win the Super Bowl, then he'll go out in free agency and, and do his thing. Starting in November, Dallas Cowboys get in the conversation. They're recruiting him actively. Then the New York Giants entered the conversation. I never really believed all that smoke, but he ended up going to New York to visit. For the past three, four weeks, the national media has all been about the Dallas Cowboys are the favorites. It's going to be the Cowboys or the Giants and, and the Bills were still in it, but that you weren't hearing them really be discussed. The fact that Jerry Jones went from being all all aboard OBJ and then today you hear the news that the Cowboys don't think he'll be available before the end of the regular season and that the best case scenario is that they think he could play in the postseason. That means one of two things to me. One, they actually truly believe that OBJ is a lot – further away from playing than what they originally thought or B they don't think they're in the running for him based on what money would be or other things that would be involved in negotiations. And they're trying to let down their, their fan base as as nicely as possible. So if he does sign with another team, they can say, well, we we don't want him anyway. He, he has an ACL issue that he's still rehabbing and he's not going to be ready for the playoffs. But I feel like if he was truly at the point where he was only a few weeks away and could play in games in the beginning of January, I believe Jerry Jones would have done anything to try to acquire him. So I am inclined to think he is further away than than what most of us thought the previous couple months and I don't think it's likely that uh, he's going to end up playing this season. Not saying the Bills can't go after him, not saying that it's impossible, but I do think today's news does change how fans should think about the whole chase for OBJ.
0: Douglas is one of many who found a new life through Seattle's Union Gospel Mission. I was living on the streets when I heard this guy talk about how he got clean and sober at the mission. So I decided to give it a try. I could feel something working inside of me, and I knew I was getting better. Today, my number one goal is to stay clean and sober. And grace will lead me home. To hear more, volunteer, or donate, visit UGM.org. It's easy to make your home holiday ready with help from Wright Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of styles, including carpet, luxury vinyl, hardwood, laminate, and tile. Special financing is available with approved credit. Our experts will bring the store to your door with convenient free in home shopping. Visit rightrug.com. That's R I T E R U G.com. Make your guests feel right at home with gorgeous new floors from Right Rug Flooring right here, right now. Interesting, though, is like it didn't leak from New York, it was being courted, it didn't leak from Buffalo. I don't know. It seems to me like he got there and Jerry Jones is a little bit upset that he was expecting this guy who he's going to give 10, 15, 20 plus million dollars, depending on how much guaranteed, didn't work out. And he felt kind of chapped about it. And they're spending time and money and energy courting him. And he wants all the proof in the world that he's going to come back and be Super Bowl uh, OBJ. And he didn't get that. Now, I do think there's definitely some injury concerns. We just watched Trey take exactly 12 months um, to, to the day. Um, from injury. And basically we had Josina Anderson go on uh, and really refute that fact, um, which is kind of his camp. I believe, I believe. So That's, that's what you have going on right now. You have
1: Dallas's word against OBJ's word, but one thing that you can take from that Josina Anderson tweet. And I thought I saw Thad Brown actually point this out in the tweet. It says Odell Beckham jr's camp thinks he's, several weeks of ramp-up away. I thought that, though. Several weeks of ramp-up is a very broad way of putting it. Is that two or three weeks? Is that five or six weeks? If you're talking about four to six weeks of ramp-up, there no, there's no situation where the Bills should sign him if the first time he's going to touch the field is in a playoff game. I, I'm not putting an Odell Beckham Jr. on the field that hasn't, that doesn't see a regular season game first. I, I don't, it, it'd be one thing if he was coming off a more basic injury. He's coming off an ACL. I, I don't believe that's a guy that you just insert in a postseason lineup, give him 65% of the snaps and call him your number three target. I, I don't like that idea. So I am more inclined if, if that is the case to waiting till free agency. And what I more so think this might be, if, if the news today is accurate, is I'm almost wondering, did OBJ try to leverage teams that were hoping to contend that needed some receiver help? Did he try to leverage selling the hope of being a potential difference maker for a stretch run into a multi-year deal that he didn't think would be possible um, otherwise. Um, because the question is, if he, if he knows he's not going to play for the rest of the year, then he could obviously just wait until free agency next year. But he's trying to get that money now. So it, it is interesting. I just, I don't, I don't see how he, the whole point for the Bills pursuing him was to make a Super Bowl run.
0: Do you even think that's possible at this point? Not the Super Bowl run, but him being a part of it. I don't think it's just posturing for a contract, no, because that ruins his reputation, that ruins his agents' reputation. You're talking to just to contending teams that you'd want to sign with, uh, whether it's long-term, one year, or in free agency. You know, you're talking about your old team in the Giants with people that know him. You're talking about Von Miller, who knows him. So either they're running a pretty big like dupe job and 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 he's fooling his old friends and and in situations, or it's not posturing, and he's like well, I'm still not going to work out yet. I think that that's news that might affect his overall money, which is interesting on a Bills call. It, you know, Vaughn said earlier on his on his cast, and I tweeted this, that Vaughn had said the, that OBJ told him that it was down between the Cowboys and the Bills. Presumably, if Jerry Jones isn't happy with the no workout and all these things are, are leaking through Jerry Jones, let's be honest, um, that that would leave it down to the Bills. Now, if the Bills pass, you could see a conceivable situation to where maybe he goes back to New York or waits it out. But I do believe that he is ready to play at some point this season. I believe that the Bills doctors are smart enough for that. I do believe that anyone that signs him this year, unless there's no signing, then fine. Then he was not ready. If even the Giants, Bills, Cowboys, or someone else jumps in, it wouldn't be the Ravens at this point. I guess the Chiefs could come out of some, from, from nowhere. They're still on the list of short teams. Um I think that the player's ready to play. No one's giving him a multi-year deal here without using two weeks plus the playoffs. So I guess the question
1: is, if OBJ isn't in the equation for this year, could it be the Bills realistically just want to have him for for next year? Sure, on a a discount too. uh, Because I will say, when I heard he wasn't going to work out for the Giants, Bills, or Cowboys, that was a red flag to me. You're coming off a serious ACL injury. It's the second major injury that you've had in your career. You're looking for a multi-year deal. You're, you, you keep telling people you're looking for a home that you're going to settle down in um, that place for a couple of years. And you're reportedly seeking $20 million a year. Let's be real. That's not going to happen. But that's a lot of money uh, and then a lot of risk for teams to invest in you without even seeing you work out. So... To me, the the non-workout was a red flag. I am assuming that due to Von Miller's relationship with OBJ, that Von has probably been feeding Bill the Bills information. They probably have had had an idea of where he was at in his rehab. Uh, I did listen to Sean McDermott speak to uh, Rich Eisen about the OBJ situation. And he was kind of non-answering most of the things. But he did say that they were comfortable with him coming to Buffalo, not working out. They know where he's at um, with his timetable and everything. So that was a little bit different than what Jerry Jones came out uh, saying. Um, So the Bills' interest is legitimate, whether they know he's going to be able to play this year or not. The Bills do want OBJ, whatever scenario they have in mind for him. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I do think the circus is getting a little bit um, ridiculous at this point. Um, I don't blame OBJ for the entirety of it. Um, I understand him wanting to have some fun. It probably feels great to be recruited again. Yeah, it's not his fault. Yeah, he probably hasn't really felt this way since college. What's he doing wrong? Out. Yeah, uh, has some fun uh, with it. and I, I, So I don't blame him for the entirety of it, but I do think he is dragging this. A, a little bit at this point. Um, he's obviously had fun with all three fan bases on Twitter. Uh, he has been engaging with a lot of people uh, and enjoying the process. But I do think it is time, if he if he does plan on going to one of these three teams, I do think it is time for him to make a decision if there's offers on the table um, coming up shortly because uh, I think all three of these fan bases are going to go to crazy if they don't hear something one way or another soon
0: i I think that it's conceivable that he plays this year I really think that and will he play 400 yard games? I don't know but I think it's conceivable that he's a team's second third or fourth receiver this season. Um, I don't think it's outlandish by any stretch of the imagination. I expected him to be on Vaughn's timeline. I expected him to play like more toward the end of the season. So this, these multiple weeks in a system doesn't affect me at all. And I don't think it's outlandish for a team either. So let's say he can't play. Let's go down that road. I don't think it's outlandish for a team to eat some of the cap this year, extend out the contract, get a better deal now than you might when he's full working out seven teams interested, more cap space cap goes up. It's not it's a shrewd business move by Brandon Bean or by anyone um to sign him now to three to three year deal for half the price. I don't think it's crazy um situation. They work. Work. The money is not a
1: worry. And we, we've been talking to Greg about this. Uh, obviously the Bills look at the a lot of fans look at the Bills' salary cap situation and and they're like, How are they gonna have the money to to, to fit him in? It's more than manageable. Brandon Bean. Knows, knows how to work the cap. Greg has gone over a bunch of different scenarios with us about how the Bills can get OBJ what he's looking for while really not losing a ton at their expense. Um, if they, if they sign an OBJ, you're probably saying goodbye to a Jordan Poyer and probably Devin Singletary as well. But those are both guys that, with Poyer at least, most likely was walking anyway. And then Singletary you couldn't blame him if he did decide to explore the free agent market. But even if you bring in a guy like OBJ, you still have the ability to, to re-sign yeah, from for Ender sure. and um, make offer to try to keep at Oliver long, long-term. So going after him does not end, uh, does not cost you uh, a, a ton. Obviously if losing Porter, that would suck, but I think you and I, maybe more so I, we haven't really talked about it a ton uh, in person. I've kind of come to terms that this is probably the last year Poyer will be on the Bills.
0: Yeah, I'm back and forth all the time on that topic on Poyer, And we'll, I think Greg's going to do, uh, we'll see if I'm able to jump in. Uh, to do a cap special, so we'll kind of tie Poyer in with that cap special on the Cover One Podcast Network with the restructures. What are they going to do with admins? A couple of those scenarios. Um, yeah, you can absolutely sign Odell Beckham Jr. and put him on IR. That would be what a team would do. So, let's say the Bills, they would eat one of those three years of the contract. So, the best thing is prorated. So, if he signs for the last four weeks of the season, a team's only paying him, you know, one fifth of what's left on on say it's a twenty million dollar deal, and then that's one year right there. And then they're getting him, you know, a lot of that bonus money's eaten up. They're able to pay him next year for a pretty reasonable amount and then have some void years at some point. So there is a way that it makes sense to consider your future team and maybe get him back for a playoff run um, as well as as a side bonus. So there are it isn't totally lost. And I believe the Bills are thinking, you know, the Bills are always playing chess with the cap, especially. And I believe that. If the Bills sign him, the Bills have a really strong plan. It isn't just like a herky-jerky, let me get him in the system because I think he's going to go for 400 yards against the Bengals. Um, I think that there's a long-term plan by Brandon Bean um, when he's playing chess with the cap and getting a wide receiver too in the system all offseason at a much reduced rate. So that's, that's my opinion. And I I still believe he, you will see him suit up this season as a huge boost for teams. that have no film on him in that specific offense. There could be a boost there um, for um, him coming in and playing 50% snaps. You know, no one's saying he's going to play 99% of the snaps, um, but him coming in and playing 50% of snaps week 17, week 18, and all of a sudden uh, be immersed in your offense. So I do think that that's still a possibility for him uh, going forward with, uh, with, with OBJ. So we'll have to wait and see how it goes, but I do believe him leaving Dallas. There's some, some smoke there that Jerry Jones is probably already positioning to not sign him. Might be good, uh, good news for the bills to go ahead and maybe be someone that was more serious with him. So it's going to be a pretty fun, uh, couple of days on where he ends up signing, but I do believe he ends up picking a situation here uh, on the next day, day or two. And just final thought.
1: Life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance because you'll feel protected no matter how the wind blows. Also, you can keep enjoying the home of your dreams. And our expert agents can help you save up to 23% when you bundle home with auto. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com.
0: Products not available in every state. Visit Ampham.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6,000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
1: What do you think was the changing factor for Jerry Jones and Dallas? Because in the tweet that was released, Mm -hmm. it said the Cowboys have the thought process that he's not ready because he didn't work out for them. Now, it also said they didn't expect him to work out for them. So they didn't expect him to work out, but they had all the positive vibes going in. Then he doesn't end up working out, and then you have the negative vibes. So I'm trying to figure out what changed. Is, and that's why this is all confusing. Was it because maybe the Bills are the favorites to get him? And I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, for that answer, and
0: yeah, and, and we that, can answer that better soon.
1: And and that's the thing that really sucks the most about all of it. We're all speculating, and and I am seeing a couple uh, comments about Poyer here. I know I said that if we sign OBJ, you lose Poyer. I think even if the Bills don't sign OBJ, it's going to be tough to to bring Poyer back just based on uh, the situation that's going on. Love Poyer. I would love to have him back, but I think there's some bigger things going on um, that's going to make it difficult to to bring him on. I, I think he wants to be paid like one of the truly elite safeties uh, in football. And I don't believe the bills want to give him that type of money.
0: Yeah. And the whole point of signing Odell Beckham jr. Now would be for a discount. The reason that you, if, if he can't play, the whole reason is you're getting a discount now on him. You're able to eat some of that money this year, eat one of the years of the deal this year uh, as well. So there's definitely benefits cap related that, you know, we might not overly care about right now as we reach middle of December and we're going for the number one seed, but there is chess to be played with your roster uh, and Brandon beans, always playing it. It doesn't cost a roster spot. You're going to have him signed up, ready to go. There's a lot of benefit to signing him now. It isn't just like, well, well let's wait till March. Well, why when the cap goes up, he's working out, he's going to get more money. Uh, he's going to get a discount. Now it's a hundred percent going to get a discount. Now to sign uh, team, taking a risk on him now is how you would position that. Uh, and then, and then, hopefully, the benefit there would be you would have him able to play one week, two weeks, playoffs, somewhere in the in that camp. So, and the Bills, interesting with the receiver room, like it's Gabe Date Mike. Let's do it right now. It's obviously Dicks, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, and Khalil Shakir. They waived Marquez Stevenson today as, as a note to – he'll get claimed because everyone's getting claimed right now. Baker Mayfield going to the Rams. Uh, the the well, Giants The Bills claim. do
1: want to get him on the practice squad. so They do. But the Bills are open, but, he doesn't get claimed. I, I don't think he will get claimed.
0: Okay. It's 50-50. He had that practice squad he's, punt return. He's too
1: much of a, a – he, he hasn't shown anything offensively in his career. So I, I don't think Stevenson is going to get claimed. He, he's – primarily a special teams player right now he's been hurt. Uh, I, I don't think Stevenson is going to get claimed. That's just my my take though.
0: okay yeah I mean we'll see. Um, I wasn't the funny part was Isaiah Hodgins gets gets claimed and is the receiver too in New York. I didn't I honestly did not would have said the same thing you just said uh, a month or so a month plus ago. Um, so I don't expect him to, but with the Giants out there claiming they have Matt Marita on their roster, I expect him to to be claimed. So we'll see. I, I I think he will be I wouldn't. I I would I would assume he goes through to the practice squad. Um but it's an interesting note that he will be on the practice squad if he goes through waivers. That's still only four active receivers. Um dude, it, it's it's
1: interesting right now. It's Kev at the beginning of the year, we thought the Bills had a plethora of talent. seven or eight of them. We thought they had too much. Uh it, that is not the case. It's funny. We were joking um, about the guys that that weren't going to make it. I'm I'm blanking on my mind. The West Virginia receiver that the the Bills, Tavon Austin, uh, how he left the Bills because he wasn't going to have opportunities. Tavon Austin probably would be seeing the field now based on the Bills wide receiver situation. And it's, It's difficult. I mean, at least you know you got a good one-two punch. You got one of the best receivers in football in Stephon Diggs, and even though people have been hard on Gabe Davis, he's still producing at a good level for a number two wide receiver. I think his boomer bus factor is frustrating for fans because he he can have a game with 150 yards and two or three touchdowns, and then he can follow that up with Mm -hmm. uh, a game of two catches for 20 yards and two drops. But as Eric has discussed on the film room and his other shows, Gabe Davis is still a top level number two uh, in the league. You want a little bit more consistency, that's fine. If you want to ask for him to limit the drops, that's fine. But you compare him to everyone else in his draft class, and he was one of the best wideouts to come out of that class. Um, and there are some big names in that class as well. He is a touchdown machine throughout his the course of his career. So I have no issue with Gabe Davis as a two. What I want is a third target. And yeah. the crazy thing is if you actually look at Isaiah McKenzie and Dawson Knox, their numbers aren't as bad as what I think many people would think they are. Um, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that they're incredible, but just, uh, just pulling them up right now, Isaiah McKenzie um, – <laughs> So far uh, this year, just be one second here. Has thirty-five catches for three hundred fifty-nine yards. So at the end of the year, Isaiah McKenzie is probably going to have five hundred plus yards in, in fifty receptions. And same with Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox has thirty-three receptions for three hundred twenty-seven yards. So he's going to probably end up right around uh, just under fifty catches for around four seventy-four eighty. It's not that those numbers are are, are horrendous. They really aren't. Um, it was just that when you have Cole Beasley and you you let him go a guy that would get over 80 catches and 700 yards when you would have uh, an Emmanuel Sanders who you knew could have consistent high-end production and those guys and Gabe Davis was your number three or number four receiver. You're not getting as high end production from your lower level wideouts. They're still producing at an okay rate, but um, I do think the bills need another upper echelon third target that they can feel like they can consistently go to in key situations. Cole Beasley was money on third down, just absolute money where he would find the soft spot in the zone. Josh Allen would find him one, two, three, boom. They don't have that with uh, Isaiah McKenzie right now. He'll have a game or two where he can uh, explode, but it's not consistent. And then with Dawson Knox, one thing that we've also been talking about with him it's not necessarily that he's not getting open at times, but the way Josh is going through his progressions this year, he's just not getting the ball to him. Uh, it, where is tight end priority in this offense with Dorsey? Apparently not where it was under Brian Dable. So you question why you get all that money, but I don't think it's a factor that Dawson Knox is playing horrible this year. I think it's more so things have changed uh, with this
0: offense. And will we see Jamison Crowder show back up? I believe you can. Uh, I do believe you can. You will may- maybe see him appear at some point here to end the season. So we'll see where that goes on that injury front. Whew, that's a lot of OBJ talk, man. That's a lot, yeah. lot, a lot to think about. I do believe that the Bills are very much in the running. They don't waste time in December. They don't spend time hiring private chefs and courting them, hanging out with Josh Allen, the whole nine yards on game week. Uh, Game weekend for no reason. I do believe that there is some legitimacy to him being ready at some point this year, at the very least, toward the end of the season. So we'll see if that amounts to anything. And the news out of Dallas actually gives me hope that he's trying to to bash the player almost. Those are really those are really interesting things to say. Doesn't make sense. It nothing. It doesn't add up. Why would
1: you go from wanting him to then bashing him? Because last thing I'll say, because you can't pay for the player, you can't afford him because what a lot of people and talking about coworkers, they would throw out things like, well, you're trying to lower the price or you're trying to get bad medicals out there. Here's the thing. The bills have their own medicals. Like they don't care what the Dallas Cowboys information is that won't make an impact on their decision. And it's not going to lower the price because the bills already have their own price in mind for him. So I don't think it's to change the opinion of the, or of the giants or the bills. I think it's more to tell your fans, it's not a guarantee
0: he's coming to us. And John, thank you so much for tuning back in. We always appreciate you as well as a super chat. Please like, and comment. It means so much to us months. And we talked to John about this months ago. Now, as, as he noted month ago, when you guys raised the OBJ possibility, I was against it. Now you've converted me, go to OBJ. He would feast on number two cornerbacks. Davis feasts on cornerback three McKenzie plays a gadget roll all wins. That's exactly my point was our point. I think Mike's point too. going back when we talked about this in October, when some of this was more realistic um, at that time, and then obviously growing in popularity to today, I agree. That is exactly the plan. Um, that is kind of what everybody would be thinking. Uh, and he really, and then you have close Shakir as the fifth guy that really grows the depth in that, in that wide receiver room. So couldn't agree more that the, 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 the decision there is that you get him against cornerback. Look at, look at this week, as we tuned to the jets game, let's look at, let's say he was playing and, and, and was healthy enough to play this week. You know, he'd be, you know, you'd have sauce Gardner who doesn't follow a receiver. He was on Gabe Davis the majority of the day. He'd be able to go against OBJ. Now you have an injured Michael Carter in the slot. Are you going to move Gabe Davis in there? Are you going to put OBJ in the slot? Um, you know, he's going against a, a reserve in Brandon Eccles, And then you have a corner on the other side, DJ Reed, who was in and out of the lineup, having to guard Stephon Diggs, or Stephon Diggs was able to win at points in that game uh, against the Jets, including in the deep route over Sauce Gardner to start the game last uh, last time that they played. So you look at the, the mismatches right there, and yes, they have a high-end corner, Um, And one that's playing really well, but they just get thin quickly, especially without their slot corner. Uh, It's, it it becomes a problem um, for them in this game Uh, as well as missing their safety. Ashton Davis is a pretty good safety third round pick a couple of years ago. So to me, if you just look at it in the jets perspective i believe that the bills would be able to uh to to totally control a game when they have a one more one more weapon you know we're having trouble scheming the tight end open right now for various reasons so to me i think that it's it's a very hey drew scott here and i'm jonathan scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from american family insurance they can help you get just the right
1: protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto kind of like goldilocks and the three bears It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance.
0: Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6,000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Jeep Black Friday sales event is here with incredible deals on a wide selection of Jeep 4x4 vehicles. Now, well-qualified lessee-scale low-mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee El Laredo 4x4 for 469 a month for 39 months at 3,739 due at signing tax title license extra no security deposit required call one 888 925 Jeep for details requires dealer contribution and lease through Stellantis financial extra charge for miles over 32,500 not all customers will qualify residency restrictions apply take delivery from dealer stock by 11 30 23 Jeep is a registered trademark nice addition to have on the roster right now and I think Brandon Bean agrees and it's just a matter of can he play December 18th or, or or excuse me yeah, sure, even against the Dolphins, but more. Does, can he play week 18, um, or is he going to be able to, to, to make it to the playoffs? Jerry Jones doesn't want to pay money to take that risk. I do believe that Brandon Bean has envisions of just going through this with Trey White, and it's harder on a quarterback as cornerback, as many of you have already said. And then we can even get on Kyle Trimble, Dr. Kyle, from Banged Up Bills as well. If the if the Odell News is looking like the Bills are likely next week, I, I promise you we'll have on a Dr on here to kind of give their side of like what the rehab would look like. No reason to go down that right now, but if the bills are the favorite and, or de- are decided to sign him, we'll jump right in with a emergency injury edition on like when we expect him to play. Uh, and after 10 months, it's very realistic. It's no longer like, it's no longer like a pipe dream to have a guy off an ACL play. So it's been a learning uh, experience for
1: me, I'll, I'll tell you that I, yeah. um, I used to think that ten months you could you could return. And I think yeah. the, the recent trend was people starting to return sooner than ever before. You were starting to see nine, ten months, but I learned through the Trey White experience and now this OBJ experience. Don't assume the best case scenarios.
0: Assume the worst. And if they return before that, yeah. Good. I think that the visit uh, being quiet was a good thing for a Bills perspective on OBJ, and I think that um, him leaving the way he did from Dallas, great thing. I didn't think he'd get out of that bill. I'm being honest. Jerry came up with some excuses on why he doesn't want to. He he wants a sure. I don't blame Jerry for wanting a sure thing, a day one receiver two behind CD Lamb. I get it. Like in theory, Mike, that's what Brandon Bean want. Like the you know, I mean, that's the same things. But come on, there is more nuance than that. Like he's coming off of a major injury. He's not, I mean, the the Bills training facilities are the best in the league. We've been told that. And to me, it's a matter of, yes, it's Buffalo, New York. Yes, you don't think of the Dome and the Glam and the Glitz. They have one of the best rehab facilities and doctors in the league. I think it's more important for the Bills to get
1: Odell than it is the Cowboys. Yeah. Based on the way both offenses run, based on what his type of impact would be to both teams. The Bills are an effective running team, but they're effective most of the time running the ball because you have Josh Allen and he can be a major um, factor in that. The Cowboys can run the ball. They have Zeke. They have Pollard. Um, CD Lamb is obviously emerging as one of the better receivers in the NFL. They have Michael Gallup. I don't think wide receiver is really a huge issue for Dallas. Yes, they can always get better, and Odell Beckham Jr. would play a role. I think you put a guy like that in Buffalo when he's healthy with a quarterback like Josh Allen – That could be the difference between the Bills being very good and truly elite and unstoppable at times. Those games against the Jets, as you mentioned, how are they going to be able to slow down Odell, Gabe Davis, and Stephon Diggs? Don't see that happening. Did want to quickly get to something quick. Uh, Obviously, uh, Greg Thompson with our sponsor. So, Kev, if you're okay, I'm just going to – uh, play our, our quick and maybe video. there maybe
0: there's some odds out there for as we see the odds ever moving uh, in the obj situation so get out there and consider maybe putting your money where your mouth is on the obj the situation and, uh, obviously bet
1: us is uh, a sponsor for all the cover ones so greg's gonna have a few words and just listen to this quickly Hey guys, Cover One is excited to announce our new partnership with BetUS. BetUS has live wager in on all major games, the best betting variety
0: in the business, and an easy deposit and withdrawal
1: process with the fastest payouts in the industry.
0: Our loyal Cover One fans get a choice between two exclusive offers either a 125% sign up bonus on your first deposit up to $2,500, or a free $50 bet with no deposit
1: required. Just use promo code Cover One on the links provided in the show description below. BetUS. Where the game begins.
0: Woo! That is that is that is some hot fire from Greg Thompson, um, and Bat US get out there, Bat, have some fun. Uh, I enjoy Bat US a lot. Um, I think the John Brown thing is totally independent of everything, Mike. Yeah. I think the John Brown situation. I don't. Do you have any opinions on John Brown? I, I look at John Brown as kind of the short term solution
1: to what we were just talking about. The Bills only have four wide receivers right now. Kumaro's out. Crowder's out. Uh, you don't necessarily trust Khalil Shakir in big moments right now. At least that's the vibe I'm getting from the Bills coaching staff. Not that he's going to – not that he can't be a good player down the line, but right now as a rookie, they don't want to have to rely on him. I see John Brown as a, as a person that is going to be a short-term uh, fill, fill some space. And then hopefully at the end of the year – they haven't said that Crowder is out for the year yet. So hopefully Crowder is someone – that we can eventually see uh, return to the field, I'm not going to count on it. But uh, I, I look at John Brown is uh, a guy that has familiarity with this organization. Um, Josh Allen, some of the other offensive guys, Dorsey. And it was just easier to bring in a guy that they knew than to bring in a completely different player, teach an offense for a period of, two, three, four games, however many games that they'd actually come up and play in.
0: I think that's all interesting. And I think that, yeah, he's just kind of a a practice squad body, kind of took over for Tavon Austin. Um, Tanner Gentry. Yeah, Tanner Gentry can't be elevated again. Um, So I think that there's all of those situations going on. And I really like one point I wanted to get to still in the receiver room. Um, I believe it was John who mentioned the fact of Uh, You could go ahead and everyone gets better um, by putting him in the, in in the number two receiver room. I also think that that means you don't have to address receiver at all. Um, And from there uh, you can go ahead and draft O-line. I think that that's all, um, I think that that's all, you know, really good stuff. Um, went to four straight Super Bowls, added James Lofton to the roster. If Bean can make that correct uh, contra- contract make sense for the Bills, he should do a sign it But, yeah, great point, Carl, um, for sure. Uh, go up there and check, check out that comment by Carl. I can firmly agree that uh, this could be a move that sets him over the roster, over the top, and then you can use your draft resources elsewhere. Great so. analogy.
1: It's, it's yeah. a great
0: one. Get yeah. a guy 30,
1: some people are going to give up on him because of the age, because of the injuries. He's still an elite player. The numbers were not there in recent years because he was playing with Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Has anybody watched Baker Mayfield in in the last couple of years? Horrible. And then he went to a a solid offense in L.A., started producing. And by the time he got to the Super Bowl, he was looking like a top wideout once again. And if he hadn't torn his ACL, I bet you he would have been the Super Bowl MVP last year. And he would have gotten a bag full of money, uh, probably by the Rams. Uh, in the offseason. So you could say that injury changed the course of his life because now teams are going to be a little bit um, more cautious how they move forward with him. And I think OBJ, had he not torn his ACL and that Super Bowl, would be playing at an elite level again right now.
0: Yeah. And RJ as well, you know, coming into the importance of having a great number two. And to someone else's point earlier about Jalen Waddell. Um, and, uh, Tyreek Hill being the reason Miami are, is what they are. I, I firmly agree that without either of them active on a game, whatever game it is, I do not believe they're nearly as good. Um, because then you can bracket the other one, take them out of the game. Um, or let's say you didn't have either. I don't think the team would be good at all. They can't run the ball. Um, so I completely agree that, um, I completely agree that receiver 2 is is a really important and that's why Beans taking it seriously and that's why the long-term deal could come up you you incorporate him in the offense for a couple years you don't you have Diggs signed for a couple years you have uh, McKenzie for a couple more you have Davis for two so they're all there you can go use your draft capital and firmly draft an O-line it's, it's really It really is an encouraging situation to be able to secure him in your offense for a playoff push and then beyond. That's the idea. I completely agree with the the addition of a receiver to at value right now could be chess for Brandon Bean.
1: And it's kind of funny how the Bills have constructed their wide receiver room. The way it currently sits, none of them are high round picks. Uh, you look at Stephon Diggs, fifth round pick. Uh, you look at Gabe Davis, fourth round pick. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, lower-round pick. Khalil Shakir, fifth-round pick. So the guys that the Bills have, they've either been lower-round picks or the Bills have brought them in through trades or free agency. How Brandon Bean first put together a wide receiver room was free agency with guys like Cole Beasley, John Brown. Then he finally made the big trade for Stephon Diggs. So you really haven't seen Brandon Bean be aggressive in the early rounds of the draft when it comes to drafting wideouts. Now, sometimes they can be more of a sure thing than a third or fourth round pick. But with the way colleges are developing wide receivers now, more than ever, you have depth in the draft where in the third, fourth round, you're still getting high quality players that might've been first round picks 10, 15, 20 years ago. So the way the Bills attack it, wouldn't be surprised to see Odell Beckham Jr., uh, yeah. be the move because that's the way Brandon mean has been uh, addressing it through free agency through trades and then lower round wide receiver draft picks.
0: Whew. Well, that is, that is a ton of receiver talk here in the going deep podcast. And we're going to transition into a little bit more game day chat here as we kind of await the news from Odell Beckham jr. And we'll see, I think the bills are right there. I think that there's just as good of a situation for him to sign in Buffalo than anywhere at this current moment. And I think you could go up to as many as 40 to 45 million on a contract. A lot of it would get eaten out this year. Um, and then you're, you're guaranteeing 12 of it with like likely like between likely and unlikely to earn incentives this year. No, wouldn't be likely to earn any of them this year. You might be likely to earn some of them next year, but the bills are able to spread that out over the course of a three-year deal, maybe put a fourth or fifth void year in there. They're going to get, they would get interesting. And you would, you would originally see like a fit of the bill sign with Odell Beckham jr. Whatever it might be four years, whatever, $60 million or something, but you're going to see a scenario that's going to look way higher than the, the cap figures would be. So I'm excited to see uh, all of this turnout uh, for the bills as we kind of go through the final of this, this, this push. And it is, it's interesting to have a player of a receiver two caliber sitting there able to play, uh, potentially play we'll say late in the season so Mike we get into the Jets game we kind of kind of talked about it here and there in and out um you know you have a team that ran the ball pretty well Zach Wilson didn't do too much um you know since been benched for a more gunslinger mentality and Mike White uh you have you know we kind of went through their DVOA metrics ninth overall right now uh you know we talked about their defense a little bit fifth overall DVOA defense 19th offense so there's definitely some some room to grow there for them estimated wins seven estimated wins they have seven wins so they're playing exactly to their metrics uh they're about exactly what their record says they are there's no real big variance when it comes to the new york jets um they've had injury problems at the running back position a, a position that's pretty room for them they still turned out an undrafted free agent uh and bam knight a guy that they really like uh, a lot that has shown some juice and obviously mike white um pretty much looking like it might be over for him last week, but did turn in a fourth quarter that is going to give him the foreseeable future here uh, playing starting quarterback for the New York Jets. You have a defense that's been very solid across the board. We went through their secondary a little bit, um, you know, here her earlier you saw Quinn and Williams in and out of the lineup. Yes. Uh, last game as well with a potential injury. So we'll see if any of that plays a role in this game uh, coming up, but. It's a game seven and five versus the bills nine and three. It's a game where the bills can really take commanding position on the AFC East. It really is. The uh, the dolphins do not have a gimme uh, against the, the chargers and on Sunday night football, it is a game where the bills could be in a really good position uh, going through um, to their game and maybe even give them some leverage if something bad was to happen, but you do need to take care of the jets. You can lose to the jets and still get this thing. um, But you know, if if the Chargers don't beat the Dolphins and you lose to the Jets, and even if you beat the Dolphins, um, you need to watch over your shoulder the entire rest of the season. Because as Kevin has said before earlier on the show, the Bills do not have the tiebreaker over the Dolphins in any tie situation. And that was locked in by them losing the common opponent's tiebreaker because the Dolphins lost to the 49ers. Therefore, the Bills didn't play the 49ers. So any situation that the teams are tied in. The Dolphins will have a better common opponent's record. The Bills went 3-0 and against uncommon teams this season. Uh, to kind of explain my tweet earlier, I had a lot of people asking me about this. I want to spend a minute explaining it. Um, 3-0 and in uncommon games. They beat the Titans, they beat the Rams, and they beat the Chiefs. All teams the rest of the division didn't play. That's great. That's great. Go 3-0. and Some of those are leading their division. However, when you're in a tiebreaker scenario, they take those games out like they didn't happen. The first tiebreaker is an AFC record. It's common opponent's record. So you take three wins right off the top of your record. The Dolphins are going to go two and one in common situation. They're only going to lose two wins off the top of their common uh, common record scenario, therefore winning the tiebreaker in a tie scenario in common opponents. Pretty easy to follow. That's why people are like, they lost. Um, but when it comes to why, when you want to lose a game, just like if you're looking at NFC record, if you lose an NFC game in the AFC tiebreaker for the wild card, like we used to care about, for the sixth seed or the seventh seed, you go to the AFC record, not the common opponents record, and you're looking that team only beat a certain amount of uh, of AFC teams because the NFC games didn't count when it comes to the tiebreaker. So if a team went four and zero in the NFC, uh, it would hurt them when they were tied with another AFC opponent. So why does this matter? You need to why it's all full circle to the Jets game. You need to take care of business. Do, do we think this team not only goes five and zero down the stretch? But kind of uh, go, goes the distance and you kind of combat that to what they've already been able to do to date, uh in coming off of that Josh Allen injury, really losing a, a heartbreaker to the Vikings, uh, but then technically winning eight straight down the stretch. Uh, it's it, it's conceivable group. for a team. Just win one more game. Go at, you
1: know, just win one more game than Miami. You beat them head to head. They're going to have to be two games better than you in these next, these other four games outside. But you got to the beat them
0: head-to-head. is the most important thing.
1: You got to beat saying. them. Right? At, at the Bills. Beat Miami head to head. Miami will have to have a four and oh record, and the Bills will have to go two and two in the other four games. So, essentially, mm-hmm. you beat Miami head to head, you're going to finish ahead of them because you're not telling me that the Bills are going to go. There, there's going to, I, I don't see them. You going got the to Jets, you got the Patriots, and you got the Bengals. I think. But... I think I'm pretty confident in the Jets game this week. I'm I'm not going to okay. guarantee. It. I feel a little, I don't feel as confident as I did the first time the Bills played the Jets, but I still feel pretty good. And after the Patriots lost recently, I don't know if the Patriots are going to be playing for the playoffs in week 7 week 8. Okay. So I and you have Chicago in there. Cincinnati is and Miami are the two games that I think are going to be the most difficult. You lose to Miami it's gonna it, you're gonna have a battle for that that division, but I'm not even worried about tiebreakers right now. Take it one week at a time and find a
0: way to squeak right. out that top seat. If you lose Miami, it's it's over for you in a lot of ways. They have officially the tie not only the tiebreaker, but they would even up the records. Um, and you would need them to well, lose a game. Um, here's the thing their about hard, Miami.
1: Here's the thing about Miami. Their hardest
0: game is the Bills remaining, you, and if they beat know, that, you know that I saw their
1: success coming before a lot of other people. I, w- I was saying all off season that Tua was someone that needed to be respected, and that with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, he was going to put up incredible numbers, and that's been the case. But when you look at who Tua has been successful against this year. They have been exposing the bottom defenses in the NFL. When they play the top defenses in the NFL, they struggle. And I mean, some of that's common sense. But who does Miami have remaining on their schedule? Let's fast forward past the Chargers. They have a, the Bills, a top five DVO, DVOA yeah. defense. They have to play the Patriots again. That's a top five
0: uh, type. Well, D- we just play. said they're they done. The Jets we just again. said they were done, though. We can't give them, we can't make that game harder for them than it is the Bills.
1: All I'm saying is Miami struggles against the better defenses yeah. in the league. Tua is and the Jacket, he's, yeah. he's great with the intermediate passes, but you saw against San Francisco, when he's getting pressured, he can be prone into making a mistake here or there. And I, I do respect the Dolphins, but I still don't think they're on the Bills' level overall. And I think some of the hype that you're seeing – surrounding them at this point from national media and analysts is a little bit premature because they've been beating up on a lot of subpar defenses. Uh, When they, when they play the defenses, the caliber of the bills, you're not seeing those same results. I'm not saying that you can't throw for 300 and two or three touchdowns against the bills, but it's not going to be a pretty two or three touchdowns and more likely it's going to be a 27, 24 game than them putting up 35, in crushing uh, crushing and,
0: and to get to this point obviously the, and i think you've made this too winning out is the best solution obviously if you're relying on an eight and 0 scenario winning half the season in a row that's fine they will be the one seed that is no there's no reason to talk tiebreakers you win eight in a row you beat some of the better teams in the league you take care of the dolphins fine like absolutely that that is a situation that gets you the one seed but another situation that you you need to talk about is not winning eight straight and i'm I think they go seven and one in these eight games, uh, three, they're already three, and oh in and I think they take care of the jets. Um, so like, you do have to account like, you're a Mr. Bengals fan. Like I do think you have to account for like the fact that you don't just look at the jets game already. Look at how crazy the Vikings game went. Like the bills are the better team in both of those games. They've lost by eight total points in three games. Losses happen. They don't end your season. If it's not in the playoffs, it's not a huge deal. So you have to kind of look at it. Like what will happen in your seeding. Now what's important about that is that the dolphins now, now can knock you not only out of your home game can put you in the five spot um, to put you on the road uh, in your first game. So, and B, let's just even say in a scenario where you're, you know, you could even be 13 and four in this scenario and have to play in the five spot. So you do have to kind of think about like, do I want them to go eight? You know? Yes. Do I think they'll go eight? You know, it's possible. Do I think they're more likely seven and one in to finish the season out? Yes. So, You have to actually look at tiebreakers realistically and kind of look at it from a holistic standpoint of like the Dolphins have the tiebreaker over the Bills. And you have to have that in the back of your mind, even beating them. They would. Um, So you need to make sure that you know that um, and that that Dolphins game is just the regular season game. But it is very, 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 very important to getting the one seed um, and potentially even not playing in the five seed. So, so Kevin,
1: it is important to put some numbers on it because obviously yeah. probability you got the New York times playoff machine. That's a favorite of mine. I don't know if that's something that you um, go through, but right now it has the bills 80% chance of winning the division. Okay. And if I'm thinking about what that model is saying, I believe it's saying the bills are playing Miami at home. The bills are favored to beat yes. Miami at home. and our game up. If the dolphins lose that game, it's the bills division. Now, what's more interesting is how they look at the round one buy. Right now, it has the Bills at a 51% chance for that and Kansas City at 31%. Now, let's ask, why does it say 51%? That's not saying that the Bills are going to win out. That's one of the possibilities where it thinks the Bills have a chance of winning out. But What that says is they also think there's a chance Kansas City will lose a game uh, that's remaining on their schedule. KC losing to the Chiefs was – KC losing to the Bengals was just absolutely huge. It changes everything. You look at the remaining schedule. The Chiefs don't have that many difficult games left, but is it possible for KC to lose on the road to the Raiders? Is it possible for KC sure. to split a pair with the Denver Broncos? I think those two Denver games are mighty – intriguing against Kansas city because Denver this year, they're one of the worst teams in football, but they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. And you're just asking Russell Wilson to have one game that he actually looks like the old Russell Wilson against Pat Mahomes. I don't think it's inconceivable that even this crappy version of the Broncos goes out, plays their game of the year and they upset Kansas city. One of these games Uh, I'm not going to pick it either either contest, but I do think right now the odds are pointing in the Bills' direction. Cincinnati is shown as a 10% chance for the one seed. So really...
0: Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family
1: Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price, and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an
0: agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Judy
1: was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
0: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Outside of uh, Kansas City and Cincy, the next two highest teams for that that round one buy are the Dolphins and the Ravens at 4% each we are getting that point to the season. It's more likely than not that the bills are going to be the AFC East division champions or that one seed. Yes, they can fall, but if they do fall, you're talking about the two or the three seed most likely.
0: Yeah. And John condolences um, to your wife from everyone at cover one. We appreciate you tuning in and, you know, support you in any way possible. Um, and, uh, thank you so much for your support here of the cover one podcast network, the going Date podcast. Seriously, we send our condolences, um, to you for, uh, your wife. Um, and you know, obviously you have a lot of ties down there to Miami. So really the kindest words that I have imaginable, um, going your way uh, for that scenario and what a fighter, uh, for sure that I'm sure she was. So, um, to kind of talk about the wrapping up the, 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 the situation of the statistics, right? So, yes, because the Chiefs can lose a game. But I think even more importantly than really like focusing on the Chiefs, because you're right. Like I think that they could lose to the Broncos even in this in this world, we lost to the Jets. You can lose to you know the Raiders. There, there's a couple situations there. It's not a gimme that they go, we have to go uh eight and oh to end the year. However, the situation that gets in the way are the Dolphins, right? The Chiefs have no one to worry about, even if they drop one of those Denver games. They don't have to worry about getting into the tiebreaker or getting into the situation to be in talks for the one seed. The Bills do. Uh, they have to worry about, I mean, the Titans don't really. Um, the Bengals, and I guess the Bengals and the Ravens have a battle going too. But uh, the Bills have a battle with the Dolphins right now in a situation that they need to be really careful with so they don't flirt with the five seed. Um, so the numbers are interesting that the 51% would be a lot higher if the Dolphins weren't there because. I got a good number
1: for you too. If the Bills yeah, go were every game outside. Of the Bengals yeah they still have a
0: 74% chance of getting the one seat that's interesting because the Bengals they were expecting the Bengals to lose um because the Bengals would then have the, tie so the, Bills. the the Bills uh
1: the Bills can can win four out of five lose to the Bengals and still have a 74% chance of uh being the one set one seat overall and it's it's quite simple, right? Right now, Kansas City is saying the same thing that Bill's fans are saying. Same with Cincinnati. They're all
0: saying, win out, get that one. I mean, I think that that's that's fair. Like win out, always win out, go 19 and 0, go a million and oh. like, I mean, I think that that's always fair to say, but as you kind of break it down analytically, that's not football. It's any given Sunday. The Bells have already lost a sneaky game to the Jets. They didn't spike the ball against the dolphins in a heat game. Um, when missing some players and they got Justin Jefferson um, slash a crazy affair of fumbles and refs and just, just a weird game all around against the Vikings. You, we, we hope none of that rears its head in five weeks. Um, but it, it very much could, and hopefully the bills do go eight and oh, and I think that they have um it just um, it just sucks it's, it's and, coming uh, down to this because yeah, they it, do, it does be, suck, but they it's because of those games I just mentioned. It's because they couldn't take care of let's just one game. Let's say the Viking game still happens, whatever, Jets game happens, whatever. If the Dolphins game doesn't happen, uh you're in a situation to where this really doesn't matter um that all that much, and then you can be like the Chiefs and drop a game to the Broncos um because quite frankly it doesn't overly affect your situation in your season but to finish up why the dolphins and i've seen it a couple of times have the tiebreaker over the bills because the bills would need to lose so when the bills lose that brings their common opponent's record down they're not if they win out like a million times we've talked about here they get the they get the tiebreaker and they win the division because they don't need the tiebreaker if they lose a game though that's a common opponent let's say the bengals that they have that in common that's a common opponent loss that the bills then would suffer um, now they're only one game up and then they would obviously have to then go and lose to the, the Patriots and then lose the division tiebreaker, or they would lose to the, 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 uh, the bears the week before, and they'd lose the common opponents tiebreaker. It's pretty straightforward. So if you beat the dolphins and you're up two games that requires you to then go lose to the Bengals and then either, uh, potentially the bears or the Patriots, and you'd lose the tiebreaker in all those situations. That's why, um, that, the, that, that's why the the Dolphins would have the tiebreaker in any situation that the teams are tied. Not when the Bills are five and zero and win the division. And duh, like they of course they don't have the tiebreaker in that situation. In any situation to where you go up two games on them after the Dolphins game next week, there's three games left. In order for the Dolphins to tie you, though, you'd have to lose to the Bengals and then again to. Um, in any situation, either either the week before against the Bears or the week after against the Patriots. Then you'd lose the division record if it's the Patriots or you'd lose the common opponents if it's you go and lose um, to the Bears. So that would be why. So that would be why the Dolphins, in any situation, the team's untied, any situation possible, the Dolphins would go ahead and earn the tiebreaker. Can't be tied with them. Um, that starts with beating them next week uh, in Buffalo in a situation I tweeted, Saturday night football um, – Saturday Night Football uh, weather has seemed to have some snow in the air. Dolphins fans are pretty, 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 pretty witty, saying it's going to get moved to Detroit. Like they have any idea at all? God, they're the worst. <laughs> they're truly the worst. Like, ever. like it's it's remarkable. Um, it's just quite frankly confusing. Um, I, thought, I thought I thought I dislike Patriots fans, Miami fans. They
1: they find a way to get under your skin like no other because you can argue sense with them, and they just don't understand it half the time
0: yeah spin spin they would have to lose two more if the if the bills beat the dolphins they would need to lose two more games to be tied they're up two games he, in and Spin
1: knows what you're talking about assuming need- with the tiebreaker the bills are losing to the dolphins if the bills beat the dolphins none of this tiebreaker
0: talk even matters right and even if they don't lose to the dolphins they still don't have the tiebreaker even if they beat the dolphins they still don't have the tiebreaker Trust me, do run permutations on your, on your own. But anyways, as you kind of look forward to this dolphins game um, going forward to um, next week, we talked about the jets. We're going to get a score prediction here shortly about the jets game. Um, Saturday night football, crazy atmosphere going to be wild. So much on the line could have some weather um, um, going on in the system uh, and it going on in, around the stadium. So that's going to be fun. Uh, you're going to have crazy bills fans does Tua have what it takes does that team have what it takes going long games short weeks in california on the west coast to come into buffalo with a totally different atmosphere on the road totally different weather environment that's going to be a show for the ages next week as we cover this situation um and we kind of break down all that has to go to um kind of go to to that up to that dolphins game mike but Jets time. It's Jets week. This could put us in a bind by overlooking this game and going to the Dolphins too soon. Um, Let's pick it. Mike, what do you have going on? Do they rebound? Do you like what you see from Mike White? Give us that final score prediction as we look forward to 1 p.m. football, which I don't love anymore, um, and the New York Jets with Mike White. First off, what's the line? The line officially is at, I saw it a couple of different areas, a couple of different places, but I know the over-under is at 44, and the line's nine and a half currently for the Bills.
1: I'm going to say the Jets keep it under that nine and a half. I'll say 24-17 Bills. I don't think the Jets' offense is going to be strong this game. I I think the Bills at home, they're going to uh, look much better against the Jets' rushing attack, I think that that caught them by surprise last time. I don't see the Jets being able to run it all over. They have been going to the air more with Mike White. I think that could lead to some, some interceptions, lead to some takeaways for the Bills' defense. Uh, Mike White is an upgrade over Zach Wilson, no doubt in my mind. I've watched him. Uh, they, You hear the coaching staff of the Jets say he can make the simple plays, and that is true. He can make the simple plays. Um, but their faith in him also leads him to getting more opportunities to make the bonehead play. Um, Sure. That's something that Zach Wilson uh, does on the regular, but when you throw it 50 plus times, like what the jets did last week, you're going to have some bad ones, especially against this Bills secondary. I don't think the the key to beating the bills is airing it out. um, If you're the jets. So I also think Josh Allen is going to want some redemption after having one of the worst games of his last couple seasons uh, early in the year against New York, not throwing a touchdown pass, um, scoring, uh, what was it? 17 points last game. uh, The bills just couldn't get anything done uh, the last time they played the Jets defense. And I think Josh is going to take a lot of pride in, in changing that. And and the bills will win. I think a game that's going to be more comfortable than what my final score will indicate.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, as you kind of look at it, the Jets O-line, I see a couple questions about that. The Jets O-line's been in and out. Eric Fisher out of retirement will be starting at tackle for them. Um uh going forward. That's the Dolphins, excuse me. But the Jets O-line has had some issues throughout the season. Um, they've lost Vera Tucker, they've lost um They've lost Obwehi. Uh, they've been uh, they've lost Becton. Um, they've they've been pretty banged up in and out of the rotation. They look pretty bad uh, until the fourth quarter. Again, the Jets look good in general in the fourth quarter. They look pretty bad prior to that in general. Uh, Mike White's PFF is like seventy three or something pretty high in his in his limited action. But it did last year before going into the Buffalo game and looking pretty poor uh, with interceptions. Um, so to me, it's a matter of does Mike White have what it takes to to lead another road uh victory against a division opponent in up north with a raucous crowd i don't see it i think the bills you're right just like we said about the packers game when josh allen played his previous worst game of his career the josh allen's taking this seriously he's got got once and he's at home i think the bills do whatever they can to really put this pressure on um the dolphins in the situation to where to make that Game a must-win if the Dolphins want to win the division. So I think the Bills will take care of business, they'll win another division game, kind of right the ship of previously win four straight. Going to that Dolphins game, pretty hot, and really put all the pressure on them to a beat the Chargers, and then really, really need to beat the Bills because then, as others have said, these tiebreaker scenarios don't matter because if the Bills then go ahead and beat the Dolphins, it's borderline over. So people are saying like the reason the tiebreakers won't matter because the Dolphins or the Bills won't lose to the Bengals and the Bears or the Patriots probably true but if they do the dolphins have the tiebreaker still so um that puts them in a pretty big bind so it's the bills want to put the dolphins in that bind we saw some lip reading by stefan diggs at the end of last game did he say i want the dolphins or not i don't know um stefan later came out and said he didn't say that um so we don't know actually what he said um and someone had uh, caught a capture of him and it looked like he could have potentially said like bring on the dolphins Explicit, um, in there. So, we'll see. I think it's very the Dolphins game is super important to the Bills. That's that's a playoff game for them, regardless of the tiebreakers or any of this other mumbo jumbo. Um, that game is going to be really important to them. I have the Bills taking care of business, thirty-one to thirteen. This is I don't predict blowouts much. Um, in fact, I'm usually a one score game guy because I think it's better for predictions and you're more accurate. Uh, but I think the Bills take care of business this week. The Bills totally. Um, played Mike White well. They're going to use a, utilize the same game plan. Garrett Wilson might make a catch or two that puts a little pressure on at some points in the game. But I think it's going to be similar to that Browns game without the comeback late on. And I think it's going to be identical without that um, Browns backdooring a couple 15, 14, 15 points late in that game. That's kind of exactly what I see happening in this game. So I got 31 to 13 right at the uh, over-under and they're going to cover. Um, so it'd be a it would be a push on the over-under and it would be a uh, Bills covering the situation. Um, so it's, it's, it's fun. And this whole season is fun. Um, and I love the comment by Roy or you can't take, you can't take the bears. I mean, they have a primetime quarterback. We can't just give the bills eight wins to end this season. Um, I don't, that's why we talk about tiebreaker situations. They go, wait, you know, none of it matters. Um, so I think that that's, what's fun about uh, talking about the bills just in general. Um, so, um, does Mike white get benched again? He had a pretty bad performance against the bills last, last season. And I think I've always said, Mike, Sean McDermott is good against bad quarterbacks. That's what makes Sean McDermott. That's what he kind of feasted on early to get to the stage of the career to where they're beating better quarterbacks, but he lived in that, in that year to break the drought. They just beat bad quarterbacks all all, the whole time. That's, that's, that's what they do. We got to do it, but generally you get got by Zach Wilson. The only other time he got got was against, you know, a a good Trevor Lawrence. um, Also, having Trey
1: White back in this game is going to be huge. Yeah, it's a big difference for Garrett Wilson. Garrett Garrett Wilson. On full snaps. On full snaps.
0: Yeah, on full snaps. And you're going to have your full defense pretty much back, minus Vaughn, um, minus Jordan Phillips. Um, So you're going to have a pretty healthy uh, linebacking core that's going to be huge for covering the whole middle of the field, taking away second and third options. And that's – that's the reason why we have this confidence going into the late yeah, run. The defense, defense is healthy. The Ish. defense is healthy, and this defense
1: when mm-hmm. healthy is yeah. very difficult to go up against. And that's my, my thought process in these next two games, even without Vaughn. Because I, you know everybody outside of Buffalo is going to mention, oh, they're without Vaughn, what a loss. We know that mm-hmm. with Greg Rousseau back, with yeah. Boogie Basham in there, uh, Shaq Lawson and A.J. Epinesa. Yeah, A.J. Epenesa. The Bills can get pressure with those guys. They did it last year. They did it last year with these guys. Obviously, they had Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison in addition to them. But with some of these guys, they were able to get pressure in 2021. The issue yep. was in the big moments against the KCs of the world, they didn't take the quarterback down. But for most, for most part of the season last year, they were up there. Uh, in the top 15, top 10, and sacks and pressures and stuff like that with some of the guys that are part of this crew right now. So you're going when they go up against Miami, that's gonna be the key. Continue to get pressure and then continue to stop the run. I you have Groot in the game, one of the best edge defenders stopping the run at Oliver in the game. You have Daquan Jones. I'm gonna feel good with a healthy Bills D line, healthy Bills linebacking core going up against Tua any day of the week, because if they can force him off the mark, if they can force him into third and long situations, I think this defense with a healthy Trey White is going to get stops. Um, If Trey White wasn't back, if uh, Tremaine or uh, Milano were out, if Poyer was out, different story. But you have Tua come up to Buffalo. You have Mike White coming to Buffalo, playing in colder conditions, Uh, sometimes windy atmospheres, that's going to get them off their game. Those are guys that need to be at their best when they're going up against the Bills. And if there's things that are going to push them off of it, advance Buffalo.
0: And what's interesting, lastly, the Bills are plus 110 in the second and third quarter. Interesting. They're really good in the middle of the game, like the best in the league. That's interesting how good they are. The fourth quarters are, they're only like plus single digits. Uh, I think it's like plus one. And that's because like they're up big. Yeah, those Lions and the Browns come back, and the the Vikings. The Falcons really
1: double dipping much outside of uh, the one. I believe it was like once all year that they had a true double dip. So that's that's some impressive numbers when they're kicking off almost every second half.
0: It's interesting. Uh, That's 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 what a great ninety minutes. We really, if everyone could smash that like button, that would mean a ton. to uh, Smash the like button. All of my on demand listeners on uh, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you could leave reviews, that would be excellent. We really appreciate it. Going to be back at you with Christmas coming soon, holiday season. I'm going to do some giveaways here. I already have something in the fold here for giving away, maybe a nice autograph photo uh, to somebody listening in as well. I I think that that would be pretty pretty cool for a Christmas gift for all you guys uh, tuning into. tuning into this. Um, and I, I, just don't believe the jets are going to beat the bills twice. I mean, it's that simple. I feel that way about the dolphins. Um, and the bills would be plus two at least the rest of the way that should be enough to many people's point to get this job done, um, without needing to worry about tiebreakers. So that's, that's the world I want to live in, um, being up to, and if they lose two out of three to to close this thing out, Mike, they, they might deserve to be in the five. Um if that's if that's how they It still it wouldn't is. be the end of the world. No, and it's not. Going to Tennessee or something. Yeah. It still wouldn't be uh go, yeah, they'd be the four most likely. So yeah, you'd be going to Tennessee. Um so even in these like worst worst case lose the tiebreaker situations, um you're going to Tennessee and that's after losing to like the Bears and the Bengals in back to back weeks. And that's you're still still very much alive. Uh, to beat the Titans and then be right in the thick of things, um, anyways. So, we live in a world where we're in a good shape. Let's go up two games, let's start here. Let's hope, let's hopefully go up two games going into the Dolphins game. If they lose oh, to the yeah. Chargers, you and beat then end them. them and yeah. end them, you end that. I'm that I'll admit, you me. in that scenario, you do end them up three games. It's possible. Um, I, I actually,
1: I'm going, I don't put money on games, so I'm not going right. to actually bet money, but if if I did. I am going to bet that you see the Bills two games ahead of Miami at the end of next weekend. That Chargers team has underperformed the entire year. I I can't believe how bad that Chargers team is. And they need it. Spotlight game. They can't afford to lose. The Chargers lose that game. Their playoff hopes are, are very slim. Justin Herbert going up against Tua. Battle of the number two and three quarterbacks taken in that draft class. A lot of people thought Herbert should have been the guy that Miami took. I think this is uh, this is a game where you're going to see Herbert step up to the challenge and possibly have Tua maybe force a few things. Tua's good, don't get me wrong, but when he's getting pressured, which the Chargers do have the ability to do, could get him off his game a little bit.
0: Hey, you're right. And going up three with three left, all you need to do is take care of the Bears on Christmas Eve. You take care of the Bears on Christmas Eve, you're like clinched to the two seed. And all you're worrying about is making sure you beat the Bengals um, for one seed. But even if you weren't able to do that, life's still good. Um, you'd still probably have a chance at uh, one or two. So, Mike, what an action pack show. We're going to be back next week, Tuesday at 7 o'clock, Talking Dolphins. Hopefully with a two game lead, hopefully going for that final and 30 game lead as three games left uh, in that situation. So from the going deep podcast, we're really excited to bring on Jets week and Dolphins week after already taking care of the Patriots. Let's put the Jets basically put them away to really fringe, fringe hopes for themselves. Give a boost to the Chargers who then go and win and could hop the Jets then boosting down the uh, the Dolphins as well. So Dolphins have to go out West twice. Short week, time zones, lots to go, lots to look forward to in the next week or so. And then wrapping it all up with the OBJ stuff, we'll be back at you. I'm sure we'll have some emergency content, whether it's a Going Deep podcast or somebody else on the Cover One Podcast Network uh, going forward as we have a multitude of great shows um, going forward. So there's just going to be a lot to look forward to over the next really seven to 14 days here so and then there's a holiday season so there's just there's just a ton ton to going on so i appreciate everybody tuning in for 96 minutes now from the going deep podcast kevin Misery, mike bunt will be back at you as always seven o'clock on tuesdays on the cover one podcast network and hopefully with a win and maybe with a new receiver too so we'll catch you soon kevin mike chat with you next week josh allen looking deep going deep me talking about the bills what else would you rather be doing
1: we're hoping to add a, a new dimension to the cover one network a deep and five, seven,
0: right now i just want to talk about this championship i would never had a championship caliber team to talk about i want to focus more on the
1: storylines each week what are the big stories going on with the bills what are uh thoughts commentary how do these things impact buffalo deep drop Deep throw, and it is pulled in for the touchdown. Allen deep to the end zone, and caught for a touchdown.
0: For action. Allen deep downfield, wide open. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.